Yeah, I mean, we kind of made a vision statement of what things we wanted to accomplish with school for our kids. And whatever decision you make, you need to know that you still need to homeschool a bit because you need to be in, interacting with your kids about yeah. what they're learning, even if they're in a private school, and, and really discussing that part of it so that you are educating your kids as well um, with your own principles at home. But we we really had to kind of put a vision together of how do we, what do we want our kids to learn at school and not learn? All right, Mark and Grace here with the uh, Real Marriage Podcast. Uh, before we jump in, and today's question is going to be, how do you know which school to send your kids to? So it's kind of summertime. And you got to kind of figure out what are we going to do when school rolls around in the fall. So before we jump into that, we would love it if you would give us a great review. Five star. Five star, yeah. If you want to give us a nasty review, just do it in your heart. Don't do it on the internet. (laughs) Uh, And especially on Apple, they say it would be super helpful. And maybe uh, some sort of review. Give them an example of one that was recently posted. Yeah, this one says, so helpful. I listen to this while I work, and my husband does as well, in so many episodes have been so vision changing to us. Thank you both for being real and trying to help marriages in a world that is a mess. It is a mess. Mm -hmm. It is a total dumpster fire meets prison riot in America and around the world right now. So if you'd like to leave a review, uh, we'd sure appreciate it, especially help us out on Apple. So we have five kids. So we're talking about how to know what decision to make for the education of your child. We've got five kids, uh, two are married. Um, Two are now in college and one is finishing up high school. So we've been through everything from kindergarten to grad school with the kids. Mm -hmm. And so especially when the kids are little, this decision is pretty massive. Maybe tell them when uh, when we moved to Arizona, kind of what a crisis this was for us. Yeah, we had elementary, middle school, high school, and college when we moved here. Yeah, we, we so, moved here not knowing anybody, not no. knowing where we would live, where we would work, not knowing where the kids would go to school, and it was a mess. Yeah, I did a lot of research, but it's just hard to know until you're there. Um, and schools here fill up quickly, and so if you're in a state where your good schools are filling up, um, you want to get on this because oftentimes you need to register in February for your kids. But um, basically, we uh, I sat down and prayed and started doing research, and the options, you know, are that you can do private school if you can afford it. Here we have tax help; they supplement, and you yeah. Can- there's a lot more school choice here. Mm-hmm. There's what are the equivalent of private charter schools? Yep. For those of you that don't know as well in Arizona, you can take the first, I think it's $2,000 of your taxes, earmark them toward a nonprofit, and you can even do so toward a Christian school to help mm-hmm. lower tuition. So Arizona is not like a lot of states. A lot of states have got heavy public school uh, unions, yep. and everything's kind of locked down. So your options are uh, public school, uh, a private Christian school, like I said, if you can afford it, a private non-Christian school, somewhere like a, a prep or a vocational school, a charter school, uh, which usually uh, may have some tax dollars, and it's kind of a hybrid oftentimes between public and private, and or homeschool. And you can do co-op with that, and there's a million creative options in the homeschooling environment. And what we saw during COVID is a lot of parents are not sending their kids back to school. We've seen an explosion in homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And so as we were looking, what were 
what were some of the driving forces in our conversations about how to make this decision? Yeah, I mean, we kind of made a vision statement of what things we wanted to accomplish with school for our kids. And whatever decision you make, you need to know that you still need to homeschool a bit because you need to be in interacting with your kids about yeah. what they're learning, even if they're in a private school, and and really discussing that part of it so that you are educating your kids as well um, with your own principles at home. But we, we really had to kind of put a vision together of how do we, what do we want our kids to learn at school and not learn? Yeah. And uh, you, you bring it up, like it says in Ephesians six, you know, fathers train your children. I think in the original Greek, it's in the Padea and that is the whole upbringing and raising of the child. And so the, the Bible doesn't hold the government accountable for the well-being of your child. It holds the parent accountable. And mm-hmm. in some states, uh, the government has really tried to overtake parental rights. They're indoctrinating children. Uh, if you are in one of those uh, bright blue places where the sex education starts in kindergarten and it's mandatory and they're celebrating Pride Month and uh, kids can undergo, you know, gender transition without notifying their parents. I mean, we're now in a world where uh, education has been weaponized. Yeah. And uh, people who can't have children, uh, they want to brainwash our children. And I say that in our day, um, sex is a religion LGBTQIA are denominations. And what they now have is evangelists that are trying to convert kids. And now that religion uh, of sex and gender ideology, it's uh, gone into children's ministry. So we pastor a church, we have a kid's ministry. Well, the the perverts in our country have now gone into kid's ministry Mm -hmm. and they've decided that they would start at at your local school with a curriculum. And so... Grace is absolutely right. Wherever you send your child, you have to be actively involved. You need to know who their teachers are. You need to see what the curriculum is. You need to know uh, what the rules of conduct are. And you know, and then you need to be praying with them, discipling them at home, mm-hmm. having them in a good church community. Uh, because it, is it true, honey, that even if you send your kids to Christian school, doesn't necessarily mean it's all going to be Christian? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's been some books and different discussions that have come home as I've asked the kids what they've learned for the day that we would not allow in our own home um, through the years. And so then we end up dialoguing it because they've already learned some of it in the classroom. And so um, we end up dialoguing what is true about it, what's false about it, what's heretical. Um, And so then they learn how to think for themselves and not just what to think. So yeah, you have to still have to correct things. You know, no school is perfect. Yeah. And when it comes to the choice, so uh, the Bible talks about educating a child, uh, but there's principles and methods. And the principle is, you know, kids need to learn. The method is, how do you do it? And what we would encourage you is don't get legalistic. Right. And legalistic is when you take the principle and you only allow one method. And if that's the case, the more children you have and the more years you have to educate them, the more pain you're going to cause yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you got to make the decision per child per year. Mm-hmm. Different kids have different needs. And sometimes people come along and be like, well, public schools are ungodly. You should never use a public school. And, and I would say as a general rule, I'm not going to argue with that. But let's say you've got a, uh, a special needs child that really needs, needs all the programs, certain mm-hmm. medical attention or mm-hmm. certain physical therapy. And 
and there's a narrow list of places that they can actually be educated. If you're a legalist, you won't even consider those, but maybe you should. If you say, well, hey, we only always do homeschool. Like us, we had five kids. How many of them do you think would have done well in homeschool? How many do you think would have not done so well? I mean, maybe two would have done well in homeschool and the rest of them probably wouldn't have. And that's a whole nother topic because, you know, boys boys need interaction and sports or other group type activities and you can't always provide those in homeschool. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the homeschool families will create co-ops, co-ops and, and mm-hmm. networks and set up, you know, specialists and mm-hmm. teaching different subjects. And so that world is very creative. And yep. And uh, and a lot of people in our church, that's the, the route that they have gone. So mm-hmm. you mentioned, honey, um, you know, for the couple to get on the same page, because this can be a tension point. Oh, absolutely. Because let's say, for example, you're kind of legalistic and you're like, we only homeschool. And mom's like, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I got a bunch of little kids, maybe I had a tough pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, our house isn't set up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our budget doesn't allow, you know the kind of, you know, get a housekeeper to help mom out or something. And mm-hmm. so then mom's like, you're putting all the burden on me. On the flip side, if you're like, well, we just got to put them all in private school. Uh, you have a bunch of kids. Dad could be like, Man, I, I'm dying because mm-hmm. I got to generate, you know, an incredible mm-hmm. amount of additional revenue mm-hmm. to make ends meet. And so it's not just about the educating of the children. That decision the of the family. is the health of the marriage and the family. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are like, well, we need to do what's best for the kids. So I'd say you also need to factor in what's best for the whole family. Yep. And what's best for the marriage. Mm-hmm. And so maybe even explain for them when we first moved to Arizona, how uh, as we were looking at the options, the the schedules for the kids weren't going to line up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we couldn't get all the kids into the same school. So we were potentially looking at three different schools for four kids because um, our fifth was in doing her uh, college year years and, college, and gap yeah. years. And so we had, yeah, potentially three different schedules and, you know, drop-offs and pickups and vacations. And vacations and, and holidays. Yeah. And-, and we just, we looked at each other. We're like, no, even if this is the only option, this can't be what we do. This would wreck the family dynamic. It would not be healthy for our marriage. It would not be healthy for our kids. It would be chaotic. And so we just kept praying, okay, Lord, we would like to have our kids in one school if at all possible, if that's what the Lord yeah, wanted. And we felt like that was, yeah. And so he did. He op- he actually miraculously opened a door. So leave possibility for the Lord to work. Um, he miraculously opened a full, completely full waitlisted school for our four kids um, in a way that we couldn't have done. And so, yeah, we were willing to look at charter and public and, you know, Christian, but I knew I couldn't homeschool. I am not homeschool material and it would not be well for our kids or our marriage or ministry. Some moms are. I mean, our oldest daughter runs Real Faith, has got a master's degree in teaching and she's for sure going to homeschool her kids. I appreciate women that can. I just know that that's not me. Um, And so the reality of that for me was part of the decision. So within that, honey, how many, uh, how many couples and or individuals put a lot of pressure on a couple like this is how you have to do it cuz once people choose some method for their child and it works sometimes they're really enthusiastic for it which can be good uh, but sometimes they get legalistic and pushy about it mm-hmm. and is there i mean is there pressure on a mom from some of the other moms on how to do it quote unquote the right way absolutely i mean moms already feel the pressure of just being a mom um but yeah i think 
that's why you need to be willing to go around to the different options and kind of pray through and research each one mm-hmm. and determine, you know, take the ones off the table that absolutely are not a good fit for your family and then pray about the ones that are still on the table. And you talked about, we set uh, kind of our priorities and there's kind of A, B, C level priorities. Mm-hmm. The A is like, we have to have these. And B is, we would really, really like to have these. C is, it would be good, but we can, you know, we could flex either way. And so on our list, uh, you know, on the, on the A level, it was, as you heard, like from a schedule perspective, we can't have three different pickup, drop off, holiday, vacation. That's just not going to work. On the A level as well, we were not going to send our children to a secular public school. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't do it. For us, that was an A level. Like one way or another, the Bible, prayer, Jesus, the Holy Spirit is going to be involved in the day to day. You and I both went to public school. Uh, it wasn't awesome. And it also wasn't very safe. It wasn't very safe. And it, it hasn't gotten better since we were there. Mm-hmm. And and so for us, an A-level priority as well was, uh, you know, marriage, family, life, and ministry. And you didn't want to homeschool. You didn't feel like you were equipped to homeschool. And if I put that on you, I, it would have cratered our marriage because mm-hmm. it would have taken 100% of you, between yep. homeschooling and ministry, mm-hmm. there would have been nothing left. Because mm-hmm. as a ministry, and you got to factor this in too, like, uh, do, do one of you travel for work? Yep. Are you gone a lot? Mm-hmm. Um that may mean homeschooling is a lot better because it's flexible, or it may be really painful because you got so many little kids that without some help and a break. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and this is where the decision changes per child per year. Different kids are different. And every year, the marriage and the family's got a different set of dynamics. Yep. You may have a kid that gets, you know, diagnosed with some sort of learning disability, and you're like, they need a special tutor. They need a special program. Dad loses his job. Now we can't mm-hmm. afford the private school. Mm-hmm. Mom has an illness or an injury. She was homeschooling, but now she's bedridden. I mean, what we're wanting to give you is just a lot of grace. Flexibility. And yeah. flexibility and freedom. Well, in some families, they'll send you know the oldest child to private school and then homeschool the other younger kids. Or you know they do different dynamics within the family, whatever works per kid. Because sometimes kids are you know, struggle with the whole school dynamic and need more time to adjust and adapt to that. And so sometimes they need to be at home for a little bit to kind of grow and mature, and then they can be in a bigger environment. Yeah. And when you're dealing with individual children too, as they get a little bit older, sometimes certain kids really slot into specialized education. Mm -hmm. Some kids are like, they need to go into a STEM program because they're just whiz bang, smart kid and in science, engineering, technology and whatever else it is. I'm not smart enough to know what STEM means. Uh, Some of your kids are going to be, you know, incredible athletes and sports is not the most important thing, but it's like, they're an incredible athlete and sports is a big part of their life. And we have equestrian school here. Yeah. There's equestrian school here. Aviation schools. I mean, really determining what your kids are gifted in and maybe focused on and want to do in their future. There's all, there's a lot of options out there. So it really does take a ton of research and prayer and coming together and and really praying even with your child and saying, you know, what are your gifts and abilities and how do we want to help grow those in a positive way? And so our encouragement too would be every year you make the decision and every child is different mm-hmm. and hold it all in an open hand 
And if it's not working, make a pivot. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and when it comes to education, like, you know, kids are going to school and then they're, they're home on the computer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, statistically what we, what we knew going in, if you're a parent and what we know coming out is uh, putting a little boy in front of a screen is not going to result in an education. (laughs) Uh, It'll result in an incredible series of video game competitions (laughs) and, uh, yeah, maybe a fantasy football league, but he's he's not going to learn anything. He's not going to do anything. And so, you know, a lot of parents, I think, were forced in the more recent years to number one, they're more aware of what their kids are getting taught. Because mm-hmm. if let's say you're doing remote learning, now the kids aren't at school, the, the laptop is open on the dining room table, and you're hearing the lecture. Now you know what's going on. That's right. In addition, um, I think it gave parents permission to re-envision what education mm-hmm. could look like yeah. because people got out of the normal flow. And that could be a really great thing. Uh, I think remote, I think just totally online learning for most kids is a proven disaster. Mm-hmm. And so whatever you do, they're going to need social you know, interaction and relationships and all of that. But we would say, hold it in an open hand and you may pick a school and it may work great for one kid and for another kid. You're like, mm-hmm. they're getting bullied. There's a whole series of issues. Absolutely. They don't have any friends or the mean girls are just making their life painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's even, even if you pick the right school, teachers change, administrators change, mm-hmm. curriculum changes, kids change. Especially right now, curriculum changes. Absolutely. And so, you know, education, even if you picked a school, it may not be the same school four years later. It may, it may not be the same school four months later. Yeah. Educate yourself about where you're educating your children. Anything else that you would give them as we wrap up just to think and pray about and consider? Um, I mean, I, I think that you should, again, allow your child to have, depending on their age, but allow them to have a voice into it so that they know that you're going to continue to interact about their education as they go so that they will talk to you about what they're learning and not just sending them off and then not saying anything after that. And so I I think it needs to be an open dialogue. You ultimately make that choice. You make that vote. But I think helping them have a voice in it so that they know you care and you care about what they're learning, it's a big deal for a child to know that. So when it comes to parenting, we talk a lot about a view, a voice, and a vote. And what do you give the kids a view of? Like, guys, here's what we're doing. Do you give them a voice? Hey, you know, we want you to speak into this. Do you give them a vote? They get to help make the decision or make the decision for themselves. When it came to education, we gave them a view into all the options. And then we gave each of the kids a very strong voice. Mm-hmm. And then we voted. Mm-hmm. But I remember um, we took uh, one of our sons who was going to head into high school to a very, we, we went and toured and visited a lot of schools. And we let the kids go with us and and just yeah. kind of looked around. And it was a, it was a very, you know, high ranking, very large high school. He walked on campus. He's like, I will not go to a high school this large. Mm-mm. I'd rather be in a medium sized school, mm-hmm. you know, maybe four or five, 600 kids in the high school. I don't want five, 6,000 kids in exactly. the high school. He's like, I don't want to go to a big school. Okay. We want to hear that. Yeah. Um, our kids push back and they're all like, I, I want to, we want to go to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to have Bible prayer worship. Um, that's very important to us. Like, Okay. Our oldest daughter, when she decided to go to college, uh, she went to Arizona State and then she got her master's in the Barrett Honors Program, completely secular. Mm -hmm. And she's an evangelist and an Mm -hmm. apologist. And so she's arguing in every class and she's at the prayer tent and she's leading Bible studies. So her faith is very strong. And she goes there like, 
I'm going to go. This mm-hmm. is, I'm a missionary going to a bunch of lost <laughs> That's people. That's right. But if you have a kid who's very weak and wavering yeah. in their faith and they're not strong, uh, that could crater them. Absolutely. And so again, it's per kid per year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so with the kids as well, giving them a voice, the boys articulate, they're like, Hey, we love playing baseball. We want to have a school that has a good team. Mm-hmm. We want to compete. That's how we make our friends. Mm-hmm. That's kind of Learn our integrity. social outlet. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's where we learn to obey rules and mm-hmm. submit to authority. And so, you know, our boys have been on some really good, like state championship run mm-hmm. baseball teams with all their buddies who are Christians. And if there's a great school that doesn't have that, you can do club teams. So again, there's so many different ways. Yeah, you got to just be it open out. and do your research and pray. But how important is it that the couple just come to a full, even at some point they need to come to a decision, but how important is it that the couple owns the decision? Crucial. Yeah. I mean, again, it's okay if it's the wrong decision or, or a decision that only lasts for a year, but you got to own that decision and then follow through with it. So any decision you make as a couple, you've got to own it together mm-hmm. and it can't be Oh, I hate my school. Yeah, your mom made you go. You can't, exactly. you got to own it together. Yep. Uh, it can't be, you know, hey, I want to drop out. Well, you know, your your dad's, you know, yeah. demanding. it. You you need to own the decision together. Yep. And once the decision is made, you, you need to present a unified front to the kids. Okay. Okay. You want to pray for them? Sure. Dear Lord, thank you um, that you do have options for us and that you don't just have restrictions. But Lord, I just pray that these parents would have wisdom, that they would come to you for wisdom, and that they would be unified in this decision and that the kids would be able to be in that process with them. Pray that you would open the possibilities for them where they would like to be. And Lord, just help them to be creative with the options, um, but to be able to do their research and know exactly from you where they want where they need to have their kids in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.